0: Welcome to the Hearing Review Podcast. I'm Carl Strum, editor of the Hearing Review Magazine, and its website at hearingreview.com. Today, I have my guests, uh, Dr. Timothy Shriver, who is the chairman of the Special Olympics International Board of Directors, and Brandon Sawalich, who is president and CEO of Sarki Hearing Technologies. Dr. Shriver, along with 6 million Special Olympic athletes in more than 200 countries, helps promote health, education, and a more unified world through the joy of the sport. He has been the leading educator who focuses on um, social and emotional factors in learning and has an extremely impressive history of working and leading many organizations, most of which are related um, to the area of intellectual and developmental disabilities. Dr. Shriver has been involved with the Special Olympics for over 25 years. Um, Dr. Shriver, welcome.
1: Thank you for having me. It's a joy to be with you guys and to be able to hear and share uh, the message of our movement.
0: We also have on this podcast, Brandon Sowalich, who started in, in this business about the same time I did way back in 1994 and worked his way up. I think, Brandon, you were working at the Earmold Lab first and um, worked all his, his way all the way up to President. Um, Brandon, along with Bill and Tani Austin, uh, is a forward-thinking leader at Starkey and is someone who understands that our hearing care field is committed to helping everyone who has hearing problems live a fulfilling and connected life. Uh, Welcome, Brandon.
2: Thank thank you, Carl, and thanks for having us and uh, getting the message out for all you do.
0: Um, Both of you join us today from an uh, event being held at uh, Starkey headquarters in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Uh, So maybe to kick things off, I should ask you about the event at Starkey today and what's being announced. Well,
2: what we're doing, Carl, and uh, thank you uh, for asking, is, you know, the relationship has been there for quite a while. And, you know, what we've always done is, our purpose is, you know, obviously uh, connecting people with people, and, and we've been uh, honored to be part of the Special Olympics for the last couple of years um, when they were uh, some of their world games, and, and helping the athletes. The Minnesota Special Olympics for over ten years as I served on the board here, and now we're announcing today our, our uh, global partnership with the Special Olympics, which is why uh, uh, Tim is here. We have some athletes here on campus that. We're uh, being fit with uh, state-of-the-art uh, new hearing aids, and we're really celebrating uh, the giving and the
0: purpose and helping one another. Great, um, and and Tim, you, you, your uh, your uh, your Special Olympics involvement goes way way back. Um, uh, you know, along with a couple thousand other hearing care professionals, I was lucky enough to see Tim's presentation at um, the Starkey Innovations Expo in Las Vegas in 2020, just before the pandemic hit. Um, I'm sure Brandon will agree that, Tim, you you told a moving story about how your Aunt Rosemary Kennedy and um, the sister of your mom, uh, Eunice Kennedy Shriver, made a profound impact on your grandparents and your family and really ultimately um, the global population of of, uh, millions of people. Can you kind of revisit for me a little bit about the genesis of the Special Olympics and um, how it's gone through the year?
1: Yeah, well, first, I'd just like to say to to Brandon and to the entire Starkey family how grateful all of us in Special Olympics are for this partnership. This is uh, a game-changing, a life-changing alliance. Uh, Most people know, and and I think many people admire the athletes of Special Olympics because of their accomplishments in sports, Their, their capacity to run where others thought they couldn't, their capacity to play on a team where others thought that was unreachable, their capacity to speak, to lead, to be articulate visionaries for their communities and their families and their country. But most people don't know. Uh, that most Special Olympics athletes, uh, the vast, vast majority, are denied health care services around the world. Most people don't know that people with intellectual and developmental disabilities uh, are less likely to get treated by doctors, audiologists, dentists, physical therapists uh, than others. There, most people don't know that during COVID, uh, people with intellectual disabilities suffered enormous a pain from isolation, from disease, six times more likely to die from COVID Mm -hmm. than their non-disabled peers, usually uh, because of neglect and the absence of care, not because of, uh, of the disability. So what people don't know is that when we announce a partnership like this, we are not just expanding the sports platform of Special Olympics, but we're expanding the challenge to make healthcare just and equitable and inclusive. We're expanding the challenge to ask healthcare practitioners around the world to become ambassadors of equity and justice and inclusion in healthcare. And we're saying that if a person with an intellectual disability can't hear, they deserve care just as much as anybody else. I mean, I know that shouldn't be shocking. It shouldn't be shocking to say that if I'm 20 or 30 years old and I have an intellectual disability and I'm having hearing loss, I deserve a hearing aid. But unfortunately, That is not the norm. And many, many people uh, don't understand that today the Special Olympics movement is the largest public health organization in the world, public health organization, not just sports organization, public health organization in the world, advocating for the full inclusion of people with intellectual and developmental challenges in healthcare. Now you asked me, where did this all come from? I mean, this came in large measure Uh, going back 50 or 100 years from my mother who had a sister with an intellectual disability, my aunt Rosemary, uh, and she had brothers who were very successful and very popular and very public in their roles in life. You know, two United States senators and one United States president um, were her brothers. But she saw not just the achievements of her brothers, but the injustice facing her sister. Uh, She saw not just all the achievements, Uh, and accolades that her brothers could get through politics, uh, but the importance of her sister as a force for good in their own family. So she started the Special Olympics movement uh, to try to heal and address the injustice and intolerance in our culture. Uh, And using this kind of uh, unlikely weapon, if you will, I don't like to use words of war, but she used an unlikely tool to affect social change. The tool was sports. Let's get people to meet. Let's get people to uh, see each other as gifted. You know, and if you say to yourself, "Well, uh, is that important today?" I don't think there's anything more important today. Uh, I don't think that. I mean, you know, in this post, I hope we hope and pray a post-pandemic world uh, where we still have division, we still have violence, we still have misunderstanding, uh, we still have uh, bullies in our own communities, in our country, uh, around the world. We need a big movement that brings together great leaders to say, we want to heal division, not make it worse. We want to bring people together across divides, not separate them. We want to promote understanding and equality, not hierarchies and, uh, and demonizing. So um, look, this is uh, someone might look at this and say, well, that's wonderful uh, that Starkey is going to be supplying hearing instruments for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. That's a life-changing gift. But the bigger gift here is the gift of hope, the gift of justice, uh, the gift of inclusion. uh, And that gift is much even, I would dare say, even more powerful than the hearing instruments that will be the symbol of this partnership because what the Austins have done here at Starkey is create a company that carries as much a mission of hope and, and uh, decency and human values as it does of business. And that's really the future we need across healthcare.
2: Right. I'm um, said better, better myself when you think of Starkey. People are the bottom line. I've heard, you know, Mr. Austin has told me this as long as I've been at Starkey and we play our part in helping in humanity. our hearts are really helping people and people the special olympics is hearing is a key to understanding and we need to listen to each other a lot more than we are and i can only imagine uh you know when you when your mother started and the challenges then compared to the challenges now um are unfathomable because people didn't understand they weren't listening or understanding what could be done but we you know starkey's always had the heart of not thinking about disability, we look at the ability. What's the ability that we can find in people? And with Starkey Cares, you know, when we rolled out this initiative, it was our first um, choice and only choice uh, has them now to partner with the Special Olympics because of the alignment of our cultures and our vision and and helping one another and helping people that, you know what, they need that little uh, extra support and uh, being heard.
0: And Bill and Bill Austin, the, the owner of, of Starkey, uh, um, the founder of Starkey, oftentimes emphasizes just how um, communication and hearing are kind of are the link, and really the uh, one of the main um, ways to fight rejection and exclusion. Um, to to show that you know, care, caring for somebody uh, is is you know extremely vital. In um, society, and, and so much um, lacking in um, in a lot of cultures when it comes to differences of, of you know people, whether it's uh, intellectual and and developmental disabilities and, and or, or other other factors. Um, it one of the most intriguing parts that I always hear from participants and volunteers of the um, of the Special Olympics is that uh, just um, that they get almost as much out of it as, um, as the volunteers sometimes. There's, they find out a lot about themselves. Um, can, can you uh, talk to a little bit of that, Tim and Brandon?
1: Well, look, I, I, I think the Special Olympics movement is a movement that is focused on encounter, people meeting across divides. Many, many, many millions of people with intellectual disabilities are unseen Uh, not to mention unheard in their in their own communities. Uh, Sometimes the first time someone in a neighborhood or a village or town sees a person with an intellectual disability is at a local Special Olympics event. Uh, In a normal year, there are 100,000 Special Olympics games every year. Every one is a chance for people to meet, to see each other, to listen, to to deepen their respect for and the dignity of the other. So this is a revelation for all of us that we can meet each other uh, without judgment, without fear, without, uh, 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 you know, anger and hostility. Uh, And when people find themselves in these encounters, whether the person thinks they're coming to help a person with special needs, many people come to help and they find themselves blinders removed, life view changed, uh, hearts opened, Relationships created almost in the in the blink of an eye, Uh, and the volunteers often walk away with sometimes with tears in their eyes, thinking I'll never be the same. Uh, And our athletes have the same often the same experience. They come, uh, no one's cheered for them. I'll never forget one athlete saying to me after he ran his first race. I looked around and I heard a terribly loud noise, and I looked up and I saw people cheering. And I said, "What are they cheering for? What are they cheering for?" And he all of a sudden realized. They're cheering for me, He was 16 years old. No one had ever cheered for him in his entire life. Um, So these are moments of profound transformation for all of us, sometimes very small. Sometimes you don't even notice them when they happen. Sometimes six weeks or six months or even six years later, someone says, you know, I remember that moment. It changed me, it moved me, it transformed my heart, my mind, the way I think. So this is a movement of encounter. Uh, And I'm going to speak boldly here. I think the Austins, uh, the Zowalichs, the team here at Starkey, I think they've grown and changed as much as our athletes have grown and changed through this relationship. I, I don't mean to be arrogant in saying that, but I just know from my experience, from my own life, that all of us who come many times believing we're here to help people with intellectual disabilities, we leave believing they helped us.
2: And you feel it too. I mean, you, you you feel it as, you know, you've created a community and a community of people where yes, they're, you've changed lives as, as we've changed lives in, in different areas through hearing. You change lives with the 16-year-old uh, kid that you, you can't even fathom. I mean, yeah. the confidence that gave and just that story. You can think of how many more lives that we don't know about. Yeah. And, and you know, especially now is from our small part in the, you know, the overall big community of Special Olympics and what they do, you know, we're, we're connecting, you know, the athletes with people and the crowd and others where they can be heard because, you know, they can uh, understand and listen around them, especially a post-pandemic. So we could say, you know, hopefully we're in that where it's a very lonely world. And if you're an athlete with, you know, intellectual disabilities and other challenges and you can't hear, you know, what's your, 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 your pride in your self-worth and your confidence. So if we can play our part, which we are stepping up and absolutely will do all we can to help, you know, as many as, as, uh, as many kids as we can and athletes, you know, be bigger and better and give them that self-confidence We're you know, that's where, you know, business is great, but when you have a purpose and you can change somebody's lives, you know, Carl, you know, this, we see the hearing smiles, right? You see that smile come across that face and it's priceless and it's addicting right do
0: more and you know I, I if i remember your presentation tim you you mentioned that somewhere around 30 percent of um special olympics athletes when tested are found to have um untreated hearing loss um, for, a question for both of you what's the best way that um hearing care professionals can pitch in and help the Special Olympics. Where, where do you start? And um, how can we help these athletes and their families?
1: Well, look, I think the best way right now, if you're hearing professionals to connect with the Starkey community and find out what kinds of hearing devices uh, can be, uh, uh, you know, so how we can get support for them, for people who maybe can't afford them or don't have uh, the resources to get them. Uh, we can find out what the training opportunities are to learn uh, there's professional resource and development uh, resources here within our Special Olympics Healthy Athletes world on our, our website. Uh, there are directories of events, which we hope, again, are coming back to life now where people can volunteer for an hour or five or seven and come down to our healthy hearing uh, booths at our larger events uh, and, and volunteer to do screenings. Uh, help athletes understand their hearing health, understand their hearing needs, understand their hearing changes over, over the course of their lives. So uh, we, we need help. We need, we need help from hearing professionals to care for our community, to join this partnership, to volunteer, and most importantly, in their regular practices. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've met with a medical professional who will close the door and say, look, it's just not possible for me to care for this population. It's just not profitable. It's just not realistic. And even one guy said to me, another doctor told him, I don't want them in my waiting room. Uh, So, you know, uh, we need healthcare professionals to stick up for our community. We need them to stick up, stand up. uh, And maybe I dare say, listen up.
2: (laughs) And get involved. I mean, it's, as I mentioned, you know, I got involved with the Minnesota Special Olympics, you know, chapter and separate from the the global, but the same purpose and cause and and the admiration for what they do. Hearing professionals and I know the hearts of our our, our customers and and our profession. They can get involved and find out uh, how to get involved in local uh, events in their community and with
0: the state. That's great. Um, well, I know both of you are very busy at Starkey today. Um, and I really appreciate your time. Is there anything else that um, you want to tell audiologists, your hearing care pro- providers um, regarding the Special Olympics or people with intellectual disabilities? Um, you know, uh, I, I really want to emphasize, how, you know, where where they can start today, kind of.
2: So I'll I'll, I'll go first, and and then uh, Tim can close it out. But for me, is I know their hearts is let's don't talk about it, let's do it. Right. Get in, get We say we're gonna do something, then let's do it. And even if it's one or five athletes or something in their local community and Starkey and Starkey Cares can help them get connected um, and get involved because it's, you know, we're not looking for somebody just to hang a sign in their office or say they proudly support. Uh, Let's support with action and and making a difference.
1: I couldn't say it any better. Look, uh, this is the time for a new normal, OK? We don't need to reopen and go back to the old normal. Uh, we have been through, I mean, I'm going to say it in strong, we've been through hell uh, as a human community the last two years. Um, we've uh, we've grieved the loss of people we couldn't even visit in the hospital. Um, We've dealt with a kind of an uncertainty, the likes of which no one has ever lived through. We've seen our children suffer. We've seen our mental health degrade. We've seen uh, injustice on the screens in front of us that we did, many people seem not to even know existed. So we got to come out of this different. We got to come out of this with uh, a new normal, not the old normal. And I would just ask anybody listening to this, Uh, Take out a piece of paper or make a mental note, what's a new normal I can help create that has more equitable, more inclusive, more just, and more joyful? And if the new normal might be, I'm committing myself to making sure that the people with intellectual and developmental differences can hear, then you're welcome to join us. We need you, we want you, and we're determined to succeed with you.
2: Because there's too much judgment and, and divisiveness. We need to start judging people and looking at their hearts, Judge them by their hearts and what they want to do and how they care. We got we got enough uh, uh, political statements and stuff. We all need to come together and just help one another.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Tim Shriver and Brandon Swalich, thank you so much for what you do and for the time you spent with us today on, hear, on the Hearing Review podcast. Um, I'll be posting um, some... Uh, contact information uh, regarding the Special Olympics and, um, and uh, how people can get involved uh, on the landing page of this website. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank, thank, thank
2: you, you for you, having guys. us. Appreciate you.